Welcome back to Queen Beauty Podcast, the self-care kickback with your host, Elise. And Quandris. Join our journey on adulting, self-love, and wellness mixed with a few laughs. And giggles. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, you can hear this episode and more by visiting our website www.queenbeautypodcast.com. It's our 37th episode. We've been gone for a minute. Now we back with the kick off, <laughs> with the kickback. Wait, who's in the club case? I'm kickback. In the back before the hive, let the kickback. In the graveyard where we get kickback. Listen, all we want to do is party. We buy everybody at the bar Bacardi. <laughs> I'm done. Because y'all don't know, but I know that she tried to keep this whole intro a secret from me because she was like, you do the intro and I'm gonna sing. I was like, okay. (laughs) I messed it up on the first line. It's okay. It's all right. I'm still, but I'm still laughing, so it's all good. We've been gone for a minute, a little bit. Yeah, for right? a little bit, you know? And it was for a reason. Life. Life. <laughs> Life with a Y L Y. What episode was that? I think it was I think it was a movie where Medea was talking about life. Where she was yeah. talking about life. But life happened and we just couldn't it keep does. up. How how weird would it be if we tried with life happening? to crunch and, and worry and be anxious about a podcast where the topic is mental health. It actually it does not make sense. It doesn't. So we decided to loosen the reins, I guess, yeah. so to speak. And, um, you know, that's something that we kind of did from the beginning where we went from week to week, then every other week. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I remember the one day you was like, well, we have to do it. We have to go in. And I was like, okay, let's, let's check, let's check with our bosses to see if we can push it out a week. Like, wait, that's, we're kind of controlling this. You can just push it you out. You totally week. said that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an eye opener. I have been, I, at this point in my life, I call it people pleasing. I have been in the business of people pleasing for so long that I've Mm -hmm. created stringent timelines on myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I'm so used to people pleasing others that I'm trying to please myself. And then it's just like, this doesn't even make any sense why I'm creating anxiety for myself. But you know why? Because you're, you're, I mean, you got the the nickname Emos for a reason. So everything you do, you do it on 10. So you created schedules and schedules are good. Actually, this whole thing is about reclaiming our time. So we're going to have to talk about schedules at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we can get carried away with the schedules and the lists and the things we sign ourselves up for. And we have to take a step back, right? So it happens. It happens. It's okay. We're human. We got, you know, we got make it do what it do, but you got to bring it back when it needs to be brought back. <laughs> I hope y'all got that because it was, it felt weird. I hope y'all got that. It needs to be brought back. <laughs> yes. yes. So y'all, this episode is airing somewhere between the race event held in ATL. <laughs> And uh, Hot Atlanta, you know, and it lived up to his name that whole entire weekend. It sure did. Um, 
And what else we have going on? Also in the mental world, mental health day. Yeah. Right. And of course, the end of the month, Halloween, if that's one of the things that you do. <laughs> that is, that if also this episode is going to be airing in between those times, it might, it might not. It might, it we'll might, see hey, because we, we are reclaiming our time. <laughs> so World Mental Health Day, for those who don't know, is on October 11th. And the race was on October the 2nd. And you all know what Halloween is, the end of the month. So we're going to post this episode at some point during those um, but the race was a great event. So much fun and so much impact. And it was just I so beautiful. The energy. Oh. It was the energy for me. <laughs> and I, we post, we aired our episode and I want to say that I sent it to friends and family yeah. because we had the honor to have mental health specialists, licensed mm-hmm. therapists, mental health coaches, um, mm-hmm. And Erica James uh, Strayhorn, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, talked about a relevant topic of adjustment disorder. And I just want to give her a quick shout out because when I sent that episode, when it aired to my family and friends, I got Mm -hmm. a lot of feedback um, that when she spoke about adjustment disorder specifically, they took the time and effort to share it with people who are going through different things that wasn't specifically what she talked about from dealing with elderly parents or teenagers Mm -hmm. dealing with different life events and just adjusting to that is relevant topic. So just because we talk about a specific concept doesn't mean that it's not relatable to someone who can relate to the disorder that she was speaking about as it relates to mental health. I did too. And it seems like the more I go, the more we dive deep into the topic of mental health, I'm coming across different things that I didn't know was a thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they're being brought up because it's kind of normalizing it. And one of the things when it comes to mental health and the different types of things that in disorders and the things that people go through is that is it's an isolation sense, right? There's an isolation factor with it. And knowing that there's someone else or that this is there's a whole title and study for it and a name and a, it makes you feel like, okay, this is a thing, right? Yep. So um, it, it kind of normalizes it and it takes away the isolate, isolation, if anything else, for you to know or, or know, know what to add, talk about. If you're talking to a professional, you can, you can mention it. You can say, I think it's, it's something like this. I don't know. I could be wrong, but you can throw it out there to them, you know? That's true. And I think that when you say the isolation part, mm-hmm. it's deep because people are scared out here to share how they feel because mm-hmm. they think that they're the only person dealing with it. But I'm learning more and more each day that people's stories are valuable and yes. mm-hmm. they need to be shared because mm-hmm. it helps to normalize the conversation, but it also helps so that you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what opportunities may or may not exist if you stay silent. So sharing your story is so important on a lot of different fronts. And I'm learning that more and more each day when I encounter different people from different walks of life. That's right. And that's our QB spin on it all is sharing your story, of course, in a safe place, in a safe space with safe Mm -hmm. people. 
because you know you got to be careful mm-hmm. out there you don't want anyone taking advantage of you now so but you still sharing is caring <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely that's one period so this week's episode we're actually talking about spreading yourself too thin you know when is it time to delegate and when is it time to say no how are we reclaiming our time all of the things that's what we're talking about this week <laughs> all right well you know I needed to hear that because <laughs> I needed to be in that moment this week not this past week but these this season that I'm in mm-hmm. has been a learning journey for me mm-hmm. and I would say that the word or the phrase freeze the frame resonates with me. I took an empathy course Mm -hmm. recently um, on self-awareness. I'm in an empathy pod at work, learning how to be more empathetic. I like it. I like self-care. I just did a a shoulder shimmy. Y'all can't see it, but I was like, ooh. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, so so within the empathy journey, Mm -hmm. as far as it talks about you know active listening and really listening to people it also has a whole segment in a learning pod on LinkedIn learning about Mm -hmm. developing Mm self-awareness we talk about self-awareness a lot but we don't talk about like what self-awareness is and some of the things that resonated from for me with this episode topic about reclaiming our time was Mm -hmm. this concept of freezing the frame when you're in different scenarios and in difficult situations Mm. and freezing the frame is a word choice that I have been has been circling my mind ever since I took that course a couple weeks ago because one I'm in a lot of different things I have a lot going on right right now so (laughs) when I'm feeling like I have a lot going on and it can be overwhelming Mm. freezing the frame it's helpful to prioritize what's the most important topic ah, or okay. that I need to be focusing on and mm-hmm. what are the things that I need to say no to or should say no to or should pull back from or should go for so mm-hmm. that phrase freeze the frame has helped me I mean I took this LinkedIn learning course which I will share that course link for those of you who have LinkedIn learning that course has been invaluable for me on a lot of reasons, but as it relates to this topic, that concept of freezing the frame hits home as it relates to this. Yeah. And when you talk about self-awareness, because that was one of, that's a big, I feel like this needs to be like the new buzzword. (laughs) Okay. Because self-care, self-awareness, it should be self-awareness. Yes. You have to be self-aware to know what type of self-care you need to be partaking in, right? And it's just like, it's just interesting because um, you wouldn't even know to freeze the frame if you're not self-aware to know that you feel anxious and that you feel a little bit like, I don't know. We used like the whole example of like, how do you feel inside? And um, with one of, you know, with Rachel, one of our good friends, but Rachel, she, one of the things is like, you feel like, like if there's a light bulb from when you're feeling anxious, there's a light bulb starting that starts at the top of your head and goes straight down the middle of your body. And you feel anxious. This mm-hmm. light, it's like a fluorescent light that's getting lit up. It starts out dim and it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Right? It's like a visualization of it. But 
you have to you have to be self-aware to know that that light is getting bright and you have to know how bright you want that light to get and yes. where you need to start injecting that self that self-care right or a coping skill right so that you can turn and dim down that that feeling that you have in those moments of anxiousness and whatnot so I just I just I really want self-awareness to be the new buzzword for, for everyone to like think about and understand where they are you know um, so that they can help themselves in a way that's impactful for their particular situation. Absolutely. I think it's, a, I think it's key. Mm-hmm. It should be a new buzzword. And I think, unfortunately, people are just not aware of what self-awareness is. <laughs> because like the whole thing, when you think about it, like mental health is becoming like a new thing, like, okay. We could, we could say mental health, right? We could say I'm going to be a counselor. We could say certain things, but like that that check-in, you know, that like awareness of you because we kind of taking on the tips and tricks that other people are using for their thing, which might not apply to you in your thing. Know that unless you're self-aware. You won't, you won't know it at all. I Googled what is the concept of self-awareness for the, right. for the people? Let's go. You know, Let's go. You, know go. you know, we like <laughs> people to be edu- educated or educated, whatever you want to call it. So being self-aware is having a good knowledge and understanding of yourself, including being aware of your own feelings and character. Practicing self-awareness is about learning to better understand why you feel the way you feel and why you behave in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I just, let me just say that the reason they have counselors, right, is to help you work through those things. Say that. To help you come to a, like an actualization of your own self-awareness, to, to help you understand where you are, why you are going through these things. Why do you feel that that's what the counselors are there for? They help you up because this is not our field. Like a lot of us, I mean, there are people who are, you know, that this is what they do. This is what they went to school for. This is what they've been doing for years and years and years. So like, we can't just throw a Manny and Petty on it and think we're going to be like these self-aware. We, you know, we can't just, you can't just even always journal about it. Sometimes you need a prompt. You need a prompt to dig deep and a counselor may be able to give you a prompt. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like they have different things. Honestly, but just to dig in on the essence of you. Yeah. Right. The essence of you is so Mm -hmm. unique. I tell people all the time. The reason why I'm such a people person is not because I'm an extrovert. The reason why I'm a people person is because I actually value the differences that people bring to the conversation. I personally value the differences of others. So I think that the essence of a person, it's always going to be have a little bit different than another person. It's going to be some, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a difference and you're going to bring a value to it, a different level of understanding. But Mm -hmm. that's why I enjoy others. But like the reason that self-awareness is so important is so that you can learn that this thing, sometimes this don't work for me, but sometimes this does work for me. And that's important. That is very yes. important. So. That's very important. And how will you know if this is the time that it will work or won't work if you're not self-aware? 
So it all kind of goes back to that thing, right? And, and that, and that, my dears, <laughs> is why counseling is so critical. It's yeah. why we have to normalize it. It's we why have it's fundamental to who we are now and who we are in the future. And put that on. Mary had a little lamb, period. <laughs> Pause. Okay, so now back to the topic at hand of spreading ourselves too thin, right? <laughs> so Quandris. Yes. What in what ways have you been feeling like you've been spreading yourself to them? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I'm sweating. I feel like I'm sweating. I girl. <laughs> in all of the probably in all of the ways. Um why do you sound like a scripture in all that ways acknowledge him and he shall direct <laughs> that path? That's a whole proverb. <laughs> In all the ways that I'm stretched thin. <laughs> and you know, and I keep, I feel like I found like two projects this week to try to put myself on. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, like my goal is, my, my new goal, because clearly, I don't know. I, my new goal is to at least let one thing in before I allow another thing in. And I'm trying to take it from that whole, remember the, min, the minimalist journey that we did? Yeah. Like yes. You clear out your closet, right, of all of the clothes. But then you go buy clothes <laughs> and then you start filling your closet back up. And the whole point is if you put something in, you have to take something out or the closet will be full. So the only thing I have going for me now is to not start a new journey. Now I'm just making a list of things I want to do without actually signing up for the things. Starting them. I got you. Right. And, and committing to them. And so right now I'm like waiting for things to end until I can start a new thing and it's that's that's all I'm gonna say on that so we that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> Wait, say nothing though I'm confused <laughs> about a whole lot <laughs> a whole lot of nothing huh? I- <laughs> dig deeper <laughs> <sighs> okay how am I spreading myself too thin <laughs> That's a real simple question. Don't make me list out all of these things, girl. I'm working process. The, the Lord is not finished with me. Okay. He's not and that's him. okay. Listen, that's <laughs> normal. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's normal. The fact that, like, you've got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on. I think yeah. that, what you personally, I think what you've got going on with a whole family is exponentially greater than what I have going on. It's not. You, you, are downplaying yourself <laughs> things that you have mm. going on because girl you're part of a lot of committees you're <laughs> part of a lot of things of events you're at work and outside of work True. so um don't you have to give yourself credit for all of those things <laughs> you know it's funny and this might be a segue and I'll try mm-hmm. to stay on topic topic as much as I can but mm-hmm. when we talk about reclaiming our time time management um you and I have different lives, clearly. And right. it's interesting that you would think people, 
it's about priorities, I guess, because I don't know, I feel like, because I don't, you know, people don't have, they don't know what they don't know. So because I don't know what it's like to have a family, you know, the family unit, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's exponential more. And then you look at me and you're like, no, I feel like that's exponential more. It's like, almost like the concept of the people with the curly hair want straight hair and the people with the straight hair want the curly hair or like they don't, balancing Mm -hmm. act of such, Reclaiming the time and the time management, it all kind of goes back now that I think about it to self-awareness and just being aware of what you can feel, what what's heavy on your heart. It doesn't yeah. make it less or more impactful. Yeah. It just is what it is. And because we're all people at the end of the That's day. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like some of the things, it depends on what, I guess it depends on some of the things that you're doing because if it's something that is a passion, you know how you do things that you, you really enjoy doing. So it doesn't feel like work right? It doesn't feel like a thing. So I think that we have to take that into consideration when we talk about spreading ourselves too thin. Like clearly some things we can just kind of like let go of. It's not serving us, not serving. (laughs) Like, especially if you're going with attitude because you don't really want to do it. Like, you know, that, okay. You you know, the Lord, the Lord loves a cheerful giver now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I think about that all the time before I go do some community service. I try to set my intentions. That's good. That's good. That is really good. Because <laughs> nobody wants you there if you're going to be so miserable bringing out my energy. Like it's, it's going to be some work, whatever it is. So it just, it matters if it's something that you're passionate about, you know, Absolutely. So some things you just got to, you just kind of have to say no, if it's, if it's not your lane, you know, yep. you're going to take too much mental space for you to even put shoes on to get out the door or sometimes not even out the door. To put your shoes on to sit at your computer to turn on the Zoom meeting for it. Like, because that's kind of a lot of energy sometimes. It could be a lot of like, it takes a lot of energy just to do that sometimes, depending on what the meeting or the thing is about. Yes. I need to tell you something. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Full full transparency. You know, I like to do the morning workouts. Right. The past month, I have not consistently been getting up in the morning. I get up in the morning, maybe once a week, twice a week on a good week. Mm-hmm. And this week I had to stop being hard on myself for it because mm-hmm. I decided to create this pattern to wake up in the morning and then be mad at 4.25 a.m. when I'm tired <laughs> and my alarm goes off. <laughs> you are the boss of you, okay? It was, but I would be having, I would be creating morning stress when I was at one point, my morning routine, that was the thing that gave me reason, but my situations changed in the last month. And so you have to be flexible to adjust just because you aren't where you were a month ago. Doesn't mean that it's different or should be um, the same. And that you always have to be the same with your schedule and so I, this morning, I accepted, even though this morning I actually made it to a morning workout. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have made it to this morning workout when I was on my <laughs> way back home. <laughs> right, right. And then right, I said, right. I'm not doing that. No more. It's not happening. You, you lost me at 4.25 a.m. I never want to intention, unless I'm catching a flight to be on somebody's island okay I don't want to get up at that time okay let me just say okay let me just 
let me bring it back. I have a really cool person. I have a really cool group of friends that wake up to go to the 5 a.m. class. And I go and I was waking up for them. I love them. They're awesome. But the pressure that I was putting on myself to attend that morning class and then the anxiety that I was giving myself Thinking about 3 a.m. popping up early and then going back to sleep and then 4.25 and my eyes be hurt. It just wasn't fitting into my life. First of all, this is for a physical health journey, right? And I just, because I was doing the same thing to myself with the getting up early and like different parts of your life and different time, different seasons, depending on what you have going on. It makes more sense to get up in the morning to do it. And then it might make more sense to do it in the evening. Right. And so for a while, the mornings worked, right? And then it didn't <laughs> one day. And so it's just like, I had to, we had to, I had to recognize the value of sleep. The value of sleep and it's how the extra important. hour would serve in a physical and a mental capacity. It's so, a big deal, Quandra. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Huge, 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 huge. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, I'm never waking up at 425 to go do a workout. I, I, I don't see it. You know what? I did in, at one point in time say I wanted to like really do sunrise yoga and I could probably, but I don't feel like sunrise was at 425 a.m. It was never at 425. Your sunrise, right. was sunrise hours, because just know that in case you didn't know, depending on where you're listening from in Georgia, it does not become light until after 7 a.m. Okay, like in the middle of seven, like 715 ish. That's when it starts to feel light outside. So waking up at four in the morning is actually midnight. It looks like (laughs) it feels like midnight. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those moments where it's like you have to be like a little aware that you're spreading yourself a little bit too thin. Restructure yourself. Remember the goal and be flexible on how you're going to get to it. Right. Get it done, but get it done. But I don't care how you get there but get there <laughs> if you can you can reach me by sailboat <laughs> but not at 425 but not at 425 <laughs> but you know i might go back what i'm i'm not i'm not you can go back because you I, are i mean you were doing it you had the capacity for it exactly. so it's like you know if you could do it then go on ahead and do it it's not it doesn't serve me particularly <laughs> But if it served you and you have your days and your moments, then you go for it. Then go for it. Right. If you woke up in the morning and the first thing you thought about. (laughs) But wait, can I tell you that when I went and then at the end of the class, one of the members had the nerve to call me a slacker because she didn't see me at 5 a.m. And I said, oh. See that pressure. It's that pressure. (laughs) The pressure is real, especially. And I think that's kind of why we get into the like the. the track of spreading ourselves too thin. Yes, because of the pressure. pressure get to us, right? It's almost so like then, saying you don't want to have a drink because then everybody think you're pregnant. It's like a whole thing. Like, but I so I, now I gotta drink all of the alcohol. I don't want it. I'm not pregnant and I and I still don't want to drink, right? Right. <laughs> so it's like and that because that kind of segues into it's okay to say no. It is it's okay to say no, even with the pressures. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it is okay. Just stand your ground. <laughs> what what did we get anything out of dare? Did you take dare classes in the sixth grade? The dare. Just oh, say no. Just say no. 
What did we learn? Or was that for not? Because I remember being no. Just say no was a whole campaign. <laughs> it was a big, I don't even know if the kids are doing it now, but they're not. They're not. <laughs> it, clearly did, it clearly didn't work because even in my generation, people are still pressuring people. Yeah, they are. And like, no one remembers to just say no. To bring that back. They had them t-shirts. Why, why was that campaign so terrible? Like, not in the sense that obviously it was good reasoning, rationale, but it just did not, it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't not work in the real sense. They had the intent. Because. Like, I've never been in a pressured moment and it was like, ooh, this is it. Just you know why? No. You know why? I, this is my personal opinion, but I think it didn't work because that's not the way people learn. People learn in the mm. moment. You don't yeah. learn from just having somebody talk at you. Mm. Having a police officer come into the classroom and tell you what to do is not the same as being in the moment. And then the police officer saying, listen, let me tell you something. Then he's going to be more impactful. <laughs> right. Right. If anything, you're just scary. You're just kind of scared of police officers. But that's a whole nother conversation for a different It is. We're not going to get into it. But I feel like the 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 like the rationale of the campaign and everything was a beautiful, it was a beautiful message. And I think we just, I don't know, but we at the end of the day, we really do have to be okay with saying no to certain things. Like when when we put too much on our schedule, too much on our plate. We yeah. have to know when self-awareness. We have to know when we're we're at capacity. <laughs> we have to recognize it. We have to figure Mental, out a way. Nutritional, mm-hmm. physical, emotional. <laughs> all of those, all oh. of those are important <laughs> of levels of where you need to recognize where you're at capacity. That is very true. Oh, that's real. Mm-hmm. And I say all this because I'm going to be getting a nutritionist pretty soon and getting some testing done to see Mm -hmm. where my hormone levels are and where my food sensitivity levels are. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm also actually going to talk to a dietitian, but I just want to gain some insight and then learn more about my body to see if that can resonate with my nutritional moves how i move you can be self-aware of self-aware. your body and your nutritional needs <laughs> wait first of all how many of us have like within our uh insurance some type of nutritional coaching or whatever that we completely don't know about or ignore <laughs> well i just found out about one because you know, I talked to the lady that was a, that was a referral from a friend with the, the getting the lab testing for the food sensitivity. Well, mm-hmm. I have one scheduled tomorrow, which is within my insurance with a dietitian. So I have a nutritionist Ooh. and within my insurance, a dietitian. Okay. Well, I'm going to encourage you to vlog this. Okay. I will <laughs> on our queen beauty podcast. Yes. I'm going to encourage you to do that because I will. I think it's important for us to um, uh, be comfortable. Like we have a lot of trust and we, we, we have to get into that, the trust that we have in the medical field, right? Oh, that's and a whole nother episode. Actually, it's probably going to be the end of the month, girl, because it is. It probably is going to be the end of the month. So right. <laughs> it's, it's like a lot, that's a lot to unpack. Yes. But I feel like you going through the journey of, hey, what is, what is my body not like for me? 
right? Yes. And and what is impacting me? And how do I need to yes. change my diet to better serve me? You know, that's important. And I think that it would, it could help at least one person out there feel like it's okay to contact a nutritionist or a dietitian yep. and to see and look at their log into their benefits online if they have health insurance to see if they have some type of uh, coverage for it. So you do you know? know how I found out about the dietitian? Oh. Interesting story. I'm on, you want to hear it? I got you. Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Free your mind. That's <laughs> It was set up. I'm sorry. You, you tried me. Anyway, <laughs> I had a question. I'm on the wellness committee and a colleague asked me if I can explore with um, HR benefits team, if they would pay for us, what is it? Um, if they would cover physical exercise within mm-hmm. our health and wellness committee plan locally kind of like just as an extra coverage. In mm-hmm. addition to, we have an app where we get money, we're doing different um, wellness and physical walking and, you know, just doing, using the app coaching. Like we have that Virgin Pulse mobile app, which is great. Yeah, we have that, yeah. Yeah, so I like that app. So they basically push that app at my company. But I inquired about the question that I got and mm-hmm. I got feedback about a link that was supposed to be able to get discounts across wellness platforms within your insurance plan. Well, mm-hmm. I looked at LA Fitness and there was no big differential in payment, but <laughs> I stumbled across dietitian plans. <laughs> and it was interesting because I kept clicking the button on the website mm-hmm. and it brought me to a dietitian to have a one hour consultation free of charge. And then mm. they asked me to upload my insurance information and take my insurance. And that's literally how I got the appointment. Nice, nice. See, I, I have a story too that let me know that a nutritionist came with my health insurance years ago um, when I was pregnant with Michael. Mm-hmm. And I found, and they, I, I, girl, I didn't pass the test, the sugar test. I, oh, I didn't yeah. But I'll be it. They told me, now, I, listen, I set myself up for disaster. They told me not to eat and I ate. I was hungry, girl. I had yogurt and blueberries. The morning I took the test, <laughs> blueberries. Blueberries, <laughs> not even that much of a sugar. But I had it mixed in the yogurt. So anyways. Oh, yogurt. Um, <laughs> listen. Okay, so, um, which for me, I thought was a nice, good thing to do. It was cook breakfast. No one's going to know. The test knew. Right. And I failed it. And so I had to talk to the nutritionist, right? Which was very helpful because they taught me how to read the nutrition, the nutrition labels that come on the back of packages. And my little yogurt and blueberries that I thought was just like a good, healthy, you know, breakfast. Nothing wrong with that, right? No, yeah, the kind of yogurt that I picked had like, 24 grams of sugar and then I was adding blueberries to it and it turned out I could only have like I don't know 30 something grams of sugar for the day or something like that or like 90 oh, wow. it was 90 I don't know it was something that that yogurt messed my whole day up because I had the yogurt and but I, I was in that office pregnant they telling me I, I couldn't have cereal with milk and like different things that I just didn't realize how much sugar was in the things that I was eating that was normal things, you know, but 
you could choose different items that had lesser sugar that was equivalent to the thing that you wanted. I didn't know. I didn't know. You don't right. know what you don't know. And so you they know. had they they kind of had to teach me how to eat, and I was fortunate. I I stuck to it because I didn't want to have to take insulin. And um, it, it happens, and some people have to take insulin, and you have to do what you have to do for your health. Um, but I was fortunate enough because I went to see the nutritionist to learn how to read the labels and eat the things that were helpful for my body because it wasn't that the things were bad. It was that my body wasn't breaking down the sugar at the speed it needed to break it down at. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that I was doing something that was crazy. It was just that my body at the time wasn't breaking down the sugar the way it needed to break down the sugar. So I had to back off the sugar, right? So you won't know that if you don't go to a nutritionist, if you don't have a test, you don't get the blood work and all of the things. You won't know. And you could, you could, you know, it is preventable. Certain things and it can be preventable if you go and you get the help you need. Yep. And everybody's different. And yeah. it's super okay to be different because that's what makes us unique. So mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you're saying no to something doesn't mean that like you're not a part of the norm because you hold right. you have an authentic voice and it is what it is. Like your body, your voice, your insights. Mm-hmm. all of those things are okay that it's different celebrate it exactly you have to celebrate it and um and, and just just own it just own it that you sounds know. like a good tip of the day don't you think I think so I think that's a beautiful tip of the day if once you know that you're kind of spreading yourself too thin and it's it's that time of the day to say no mm-hmm. go on ahead and own it own that own that people say that part i'm gonna say own that (laughs) exactly well this has been great and i enjoyed this episode because i needed it it resonated with me to the gods um it's just been the whole freeze the frame movement the whole thing of stepping back, prioritizing what's important. And then it also kind of like goes hand in hand on focusing on what's really important, but focusing on what your goals are, which are not everybody's goals. You're unique, you're uniquely made and you are everything that you offer that you bring to the table. You saying no is not saying no to life. It's saying no for your priorities because you're self-aware of what those priorities are. So I hope that this episode reached at least one person because if it did that, then I think we've done our job for the day. So thank you everyone for spending some time with us with your listening ears. Please check out our show notes for information for links referenced within our episode. And you can check out our episode at www.queenbeautypodcast.com. Please send any comments or questions to queenbeautypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, y'all, for instant access on new episodes. Leave a five-star rating and review. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at Queen Beauty Podcast. Special shout out to our podcast editor and recent graduate, Miss Shania at Princess Lay, artist extraordinaire, protege. See you back here soon for some quality time with Queen Beauty Podcast. Peace and love.